Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I'm presenting a series of programs on the subject of spiritual warfare. Today is a continuation of the previous program where I was speaking about the subject of credit, that the demons, the devil and his angels, are able to esteem a certain amount of credit for what people will sometimes believe. For example, do we live according to an old covenant of living by the law, or do we live according to the new covenant, a life of living according to the grace and mercy of God? Which is true? How do we really live in order to live a life as God wants us to live our lives? When he gave the Old Covenant, did he really want us to live according to the Old Covenant? I believe that he did only to a certain extent. I believe that he wanted us to live according to the Old Covenant, that is, the nation of Israel. He gave the covenant to the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, and he wanted them to give it their best effort in order to demonstrate that it was not possible for them to be able to accomplish that, that it really was not a legitimate way that we would be able to live, that through the knowledge of good and evil, we could not be as God intended us to be. We could not be a good person. We could not be a good Christian. We could not be like God. The Lord provided the means by which we could see that, through the evidence that was provided as a result of the great efforts that were deployed by the people of Israel during that time in history. And so this is what I want you to see. I want you to see that when people believe that they are able to live according to the Old Covenant in order to esteem, establish, or sustain their right standing with their God, when people take that position, that is a position that God never proclaimed. He never said that you would be right with Him if you were completely obedient to the commandments of God, at least not in the sense that you would ever be able to achieve that. There were some other things that he did not say. He did not say that you would know who he is if you were completely obedient to all of his commandments. If you repent from all of your sin and you obey the totality of the law, that doesn't mean you're going to know who he is. He never suggested that. He never proclaimed that. He never promised that. So I want you to understand that there are some differences between the Old and the New Covenants in order to explain to you that if you believe the lie, if you believe something that is not true, then is God going to take credit for that? Is our God going to say, oh yeah, this person believes a lie and, and I am proud of that. That is something that I can say is part of what I am trying to do. That it's something that I want them to believe. Absolutely not. Who can take credit for that? The devil and his angels, the devil and the demons can take credit for that, corresponding to the original satanic lie that if you only know what is good and evil, then you can be like God. 
You can be a good Christian. You can be like Jesus. There are a number of ways to say the same thing, to suggest the fact that God wants us to live that way, that that is how he intended us to live, that he created us to live in that way, according to the knowledge of good and evil, to suggest that is not something that he suggested. It's something that the devil suggested. God simply provided his contribution towards that great effort in order to provide us with the additional means by which we can truly say it cannot happen. So what I was explaining at the end of the previous program was that the demons can esteem credit for that, and so by default they can say that they are our God. They can be like the Most High. They can be like the Most High because we are being led by them through the false beliefs, through what we believe and how we live. We are consulting them. We are being led by them. It is in this way among others, this is just simply one way that I wanted to emphasize in this program, it is in this way that the demons can feel as if they are the Most High. Now, what's really interesting to me is that they are not using their own law. They are not coming up with their own law. They are not coming up with their own definition of what is good and evil. They are using the definitions that God has provided. Now, certainly they can reverse, though, and say that which is good is evil and that which is evil is good, but they are still using the words and the truth of the Most High God. They are not being original at all. They have no original ideas. And so, who do they think they are to claim that they are like the Most High because we are being led by them through the false belief that this is the way to live? Who are they to claim that? This, to me, is an example that shows that the demons are deceived. They really are. They're deceived. And this should not be so much of a surprise to think that the demons are deceived. They are. The devil and his demons are deceived by believing that they are like the Most High God because they don't have anything to offer. They don't have anything to offer. They cannot offer a knowledge of what is good and evil. All they can do is take what the Most High has presented and offer that. It is the way that they offer it that is original. That is what is original, that they are using it in a way to suggest that we can live by that or that we should live by that or that we can become greater. We can become greater than how God created us if we were to live by that. That certainly is original. That's not something that God presented. That certainly is not something that the Most High suggested or that he proclaimed would be valid. It was a lie. And so it is through a lie that the devil and his demons are original and that they can claim some form of godhood. But that is so empty. They have nothing to offer, truly. But that is what I believe they are doing. I believe that that is what they are doing, and that is how they are esteeming some sense of godhood in some way. And it is not real. It is not real at all. So it is through the claiming of credit, credit in the sense that we are believing their lies, that they can 
sense that they are like the Most High, and they can say things such as, well, my goodness, this is what it's like to be like God? This is what it feels like to be like the Most High? That when people believe the Most High, he feels this sense of value. He can feel this sense of acceptance. He can feel this sense of love, perhaps. So we can feel that too, even though we know it's all a lie, or maybe they don't really know that it's a lie. It is empty, though. It is a life of emptiness. The demons live a life of emptiness in that sense. So through consulting their beliefs, through living according to their beliefs, being led by their beliefs in that sense, what about worship? Do they feel as though we worship them? Well, let me ask you something. If you worship God in a way that is dishonest, dishonest in the sense that you must worship him in spirit and in truth, if you do not worship him according to the truth, I'll just refer to that and not refer to the issues related to worshiping him in the core of your spirit, but if you do not worship him according to the truth, then are you really worshiping the true and living God? No. I don't think you are. I really don't. I believe, it's my belief, that when people worship the true and living God, or at least they proclaim that they are, and yet what they are believing is not true, is not real, that that his point of view is a little bit different from them. I don't think that he appreciates that. I really don't. I do not believe that God appreciates people worshiping him from the point of view of a lie, that they believe certain doctrines, for example, that simply are not true, and yet they believe that because of those doctrines or those sacramental practices that they are truly worshiping God, but from his point of view, they are not. So who can claim credit for the lie of this worship? Well, the Lord cannot claim credit for that, so who can? The only ones left are the devil and his demons. They can esteem credit for that. They can say, well, you know, these people say that they are worshiping the Most High. But they really aren't. And we all know that they're not. And so, while they claim that they are worshiping the Most High, they're really worshiping the devil. They're really worshiping him and his demons. They are just simply deceived. They are deceived into believing that they are worshiping the Most High. Would that be adequate for the devil? It could be. It could be adequate for him to say something like this to the Most High when he has a conversation with them. He could say things like, You know, Lord, Most High God, these people believe that they are worshiping you, but they're really not, and we both know it. We both know that these people are not really worshiping you. They're deceived. They're really worshiping me. Because the way that they believe and the way that they believe you are, the things that they believe about you, they they really aren't true. Those are things that are true in me, not in you. And so, you know, these poor people who claim to be Christians, they really are deceived. They're deceived into believing that they're worshiping you, but they're really worshiping me because of what they believe in in the core of their being, in the core of their doctrines, in the element of truth that they think is true, but is really a lie, they are really worshiping me and they just don't know it. 
That's what the devil can say and his demons can say. And they can say, so this is what it's like to be worshipped. Is this what it's like for you, Most High, to be worshipped? That people worship you in this way? Well, we can now have a taste. We can have a taste of what this worship is like. Even though these people are deceived, they still are worshipping us and we can feel it. The devil and his demons have a mind, emotions, and will. And I believe that they can experience an emotional response to this false worship, knowing that it's not real, but still experience that to a degree, and they can feel as though they are the Most High, or like the Most High. As the devil proclaimed, I will be like the Most High. But the truth is, remains that the devil still has nothing to offer but a lie. That's all he has to offer. Freedom, rest, peace. Are the devil and his demons able to offer freedom and rest? They suggest that they can. They do it through this belief that you are independent from God. For example, when he presented his lie in the garden that you only need to know. You do not need to have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within you. All you need to know is what is good and what is evil, and you can be like God. Let him kill you. So the law says, in the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in that day you will surely die. You're not going to really die. You're going to experience another life, another form of life. Now, of course, he did not use these words explicitly. I am suggesting that this could have been implied by what he said. And so, please understand that I am being a little liberal in my interpretation when I say that. I just want to say that in the sense that he is creating something new, a new form of life in the sense that it is not going to be like the old. There will be a new level of capacity, a new way of living for Adam and Eve and their descendants, based on his suggestion. It is in this abstract way that he provides them with freedom, that he provides them with independence. He provides them with a new way of life through which perhaps they may be able to experience rest. Is he not their God in that sense? Is he not? He is. He is their God, providing them with an opportunity to experience freedom and rest and peace. But it, of course, is a lie. They are not going to experience that. We did not experience that. But because Adam and Eve believed the devil that they would have some sense of improvement, some sense of freedom, that that would be the case. But what did the devil really offer? He offered them less than what they really had. That's what he had to offer. He didn't have anything new to offer them. All he was offering them was something less. He was offering them the knowledge of good and evil, but they could have obtained that. They could have obtained that from the living God if he saw fit to reveal that to them. If he chose to reveal that to them, perhaps they could have just simply asked They didn't have to eat from the wrong tree. They could have asked. I am, of course, speculating, but my point is still the fact that he was offering them something less in the sense that the conclusion or the end result would be that they would not have the Spirit of God dwelling within them 
in the way that he created them. He was offering them something less than what was originally there. So the devil says you do not need as much as God says you need. God is providing, he is offering everything that we need. But the devil is saying, no, you don't need all of that. When people believe the devil that you do not need as much as what God says you need and that he is providing, when you believe the devil in that sense, you are worshiping the devil. You are serving the devil. He becomes your God. So he can feel as if he is like the Most High by offering less than what the Most High offers. And that to me is really awkward. I mean, does he really believe that? Is that really something that he is able to embrace? I mean, if there are any demons listening to me right now for some strange, obscure reason, if that is the case, i got to ask you something. Do you really feel that by offering less, you are like the Most High? By offering less, is that really where you're coming from? Doesn't that sound a little empty? Doesn't that sound a little vacant, if I was to say it in that way? Do you really feel like you're something? i got to tell you, you're nothing. You're less than the Most High. You're not like Him at all. So any feeling that they might enjoy, or believe that they are enjoying, that they are like the Most High is incomplete. It is incomplete. It is a deception. They are living a lie. They are living a lie. And if you believe the things that they are propagating, then you're believing a lie as well. You are also living a lie. Now, let me describe this from another point of view. Have you ever had a conversation with someone else who esteems to be a Christian who says they are a believer, have you ever had a conversation with somebody only to discover, after a while, that this person just simply does not believe in the same God that you believe in? Have you ever had a conversation? If you have never had a conversation like that, you need to get out a little bit more often, make some new friends, go to some different churches even, and you will eventually discover someone with whom you will have a conversation with. And it shouldn't take you very long before you discover that this person does not seem to believe in the same God that you believe in. That when they worship this God that they believe in, it certainly is not the same God that you believe in. So from the devil's point of view, I explained earlier in this program that he can esteem credit for this. But I want you to also consider this from your point of view, from our point of view. When we encounter people who believe in a God that is not a real God, This God is not real. This God is a God of their imagination. He is not the God of the Bible. And, of course, I could mention a number of examples that you could use in order to determine this. I'm not going to do that in this program right now. You can do that on your own. I'm very confident of this. So, please consider this. Who are they truly worshiping? Who are they really serving? From our point of view, we can see this as the devil might see this from his point of view, that the devil and his demons are experiencing some success. It is a lie, but it is some success from their perspective because they believe a lie. They can deceive themselves into believing that they are like the Most High, but they really are not. Consider the subject of possession. 
Consider that for just a moment, in the same context of everything that I've presented here. When God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and Eve so that he could dwell within them, guide them, and lead them, and direct them. In the New Covenant, according to the Gospel, we can have the Holy Spirit restored to us, who will then guide us and lead us. On occasion, I hear people refer to the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit as being possessed by God in some way, that we are actually under His possession, or we are possessed by the Holy Spirit. But when we use that word, sometimes it can be very easy to assume it's the same thing as the demons, when the demons possess someone, possess them in the sense that they might overcome their consciousness. Does God overcome our consciousness? I don't think so. I don't, I don't see any evidence for that at all. I can see that he speaks to us in our conscience, that he affects our consciousness in that sense. He can do that, but he never overwhelms our will. He doesn't do that. The demons have been known to do that. We certainly have a lot of evidence that we can point to. There is a lot of evidence, there's a lot of testimony that can be referred to in order to suggest that the demons can occasionally overcome a person's physiology to the extent where they can overcome them, take possession of their body, of their mind, to an extent where they are in command. They are in control to the extent where the person is no longer able to exercise their will, not in the same way that they could otherwise. Our God does not do that, but the demons do that. Now, to me, this shows the dysfunction. This shows the dysfunction of some demons who go that far, who overcome people to that extent. Now, there are many demons who do not do that, and I don't want to say that they're being more responsible about their abilities, I don't want to say that and give them some sort of credit along those lines. But I want you to see the contrast in order to understand that God would never do that to somebody. He doesn't do that to us. He is a different kind of God. He is a unique God. I'm saying this in order to help you to understand that while the devil and his demons might be able to relate to people or have influence over people in order to believe that they are like the Most High, I can show, using that as an example, that they have failed. They have failed to be like the Most High. It is a deception. It is something that they believe that is not real, that is not true. Will they not see that? Will you not see that? See that and understand that and recognize that our God relates to us in a different way. I want you to consider this in order to consider the definition of the term to be like the Most High, that the devil and his demons, I believe quite often, have a twisted belief. They have a twisted definition of what it means to be like the Most High, that he doesn't relate to us in that way, that they might relate to us in that way, but that is because of their own deception, that they believe something that is not true. They believe that the Lord interacts with us in that way, and so they perhaps want to interact with us in that way as well, but that is not the way that he interacts with us, and so they are, again, failing to be like the Most High. They are failing in that regard. So this is the point that I want to explain in this program, the purpose of it. 
And that is the objective of the devil. The objective of the devil and his demons is not being realized. That while they say they want to be like the Most High, they are failing. It has been a complete failure. And it will continue to be a complete failure. Because this is not the way that our God is the Most High. Consider the example that we have in the book of Job. In the book of Job, chapter 1, beginning in verse 9, it says, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face." Now, I referred to this in a previous program, but in this program, I would like to explain this from a different point of view, and that is to suggest that this is a perception of the devil. It is a perception that he has about what it means to be God, that if you are the God of an individual, then you provide them with these hedges of protection, that you bless them with possessions, things that can be measured in a material way that this is what it means to be a god to someone else. I believe that this is a legitimate perception. It's not just some kind of empty accusation. I believe that he had a lot of purpose behind what he said, a lot of meaning behind what he said. And I believe that in many ways he tries to be like God by doing these things for others, by providing them with possessions, by providing them with hedges of protection. His people... By doing these things for them, he can believe that he is like the Most High. But this is not the way the Most High really is. This is not what the living God is really about. He wants something more. He wants something a lot more than just some interactive relationship with people where he gives them a bunch of stuff and helps them keep it. That's not what our God is about. That's not who he is. And I will continue with this in the next program. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80937. Or use the donation link on our website, livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. 